Welcome to episode 23 of the Welding Codex. This is a podcast for those who want to learn more about the technical side of welding. Welding codes, heat treatment, welding defects, metallurgy, and all the subjects that you might have come across in your welding career but really didn't have time to get into too deeply or maybe there wasn't somebody to explain it to you or help you kind of digest it. That's what we're here for. Today I'm going to fly solo and I'm just going to be talking about teaching welding during the pandemic. Um, Welding classes with no welding. However that works, right? Making chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips or something along those lines. Um, Before we get going, time for the advertisements. If you're on a budget and you're looking for an online CWI training course that fits your budget, check out train-eng.com. They've got a Part A online course. It's $149. Part B is $129. They've got everything else broken out for the CWI exam. They've got it broken out buffet style. And then they've also got a question bonanza for the CWI exam, Part A. That's all your general knowledge. They've just got a question bonanza with a bunch of questions for $40. They have a free welding symbols course that you might want to check out. A lot of questions. It's free. Go in there, test drive it, see if it's what you're looking for. I also do welding consulting. You can check out my website at texasweldingengineering.com. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Welding Codex, episode 23. I'm going to fly solo on this one. I'm going to talk about teaching welding in the pandemic and just some general information on teaching high school welding. I was an engineer for heavy construction and whatnot for the better part of 20 years. Then a few years back, I got into teaching welding at a high school here in Houston, Texas. So first off, I guess... You know, we'll talk pre-pandemic teaching or and then maybe the going from industry into teaching school without getting too much into it. But going from industry to teaching school, you got to decide, okay, what are we going to teach? Well, here in the state of Texas, everything is lined out for you for the most part. There's a thing called a TEEK, Texas Educational Knowledge I don't, I forget the whole acronym. But anyways, in the state of Texas, there's a thing called a TEEK. If you're teaching algebra, it tells you exactly what you need to teach. If, te- if you're teaching auto body shop or whatever, it tells you what you need to teach. Well, for welding, there's another one. It tells you exactly what you need to teach. And it covers everything from, you know, welding and blueprints to tools to soft skills, you know, things like that how to communicate with people, all the things you're going to need to be a productive member of society and a welder and a construction type human. Made the jump from industry into teaching school. Took over a program that was, um, there was some work needed to be done. We were in an old building. I took over with another guy. He was a, I was in the Navy back in the day and so was he. So um, we kind of had that in common so we were like okay what are we going to teach and how are we going to do this how are we going to set this up we decided we were going to do a lot of stick welding we're in houston there's a lot of um, jobs down here that require stick so we decided we were going to set everything up and be a stick heavy welding program we figured if you could learn to stick weld you can pick up the flux core and the mig welding later on but we also decided that we were going to teach welding like it was a language. And this is kind of getting into the philosophy, this welding thing. We decided that we were going to teach it like a language just because there's so much vocabulary involved in welding, all the concepts and the vocabulary. 
You know, like Schedule 40 pipe. What's a Schedule 40 pipe? Oh, it's a wall thickness. You know, and you need to cover a lot of this material. You know, it's things you pick up along the way that, as welding professionals, we take for granted. But somewhere along the line, we had to figure this out. So we decided we we're going to teach it like a language. Plus, we've got a lot of students that are ESL, English as a Second Language um, students. We're a Title I district here in Houston. You know, a lot of low-income individuals attend the schools that we provide, that we work for in the school district. That's how we kind of formulated the direction we were going to go. And we also talked with our industry partners, and we're like, okay, we brought in some guys from some big construction companies that we made contact with and said, hey, what is it you need? What's on your wish list of things that you want students to know? And they were like, tape measure, construction math, tell them there's going to be a drug test, you know, tell them they can't be hitting on their coworkers, you know, all the soft skills, stuff like that. And we're like, okay, that's kind of what we figured, and that aligns with what the state of Texas wants us to teach and what we thought we were going to have to teach. So everybody was on the same page for the most part. So then me and my partner, John Polk, the other welding instructor, it, we, decided, we had a textbook. We had Welding Fundamentals by Bowditch. There's like five of these Bowditch guys that put together these Welding Fundamentals textbooks. Pretty good authors from what I've seen. I've taught out of their books for four years. Pretty solid books. And we had some NCCR books. Um, what is that? The National Center for Construction, Education, and Research, which is a group that basically they've got a national database, but it's it's an apprenticeship database, and you can do all these modules and whatnot. You clip off a bunch of modules for your various, and I'm probably butchering my explanation of this, but it basically, if you get all these NCCR modules clipped off and signed off, you get, let's say, apprentice or journeyman or a master boilermaker or electrician or whatever it is you're working towards. There's a whole bunch of these different crafts that the NCCER keeps track of and they've got books for it and whatnot so we had that too well we needed powerpoints and we didn't we weren't fully on board with the stuff that came with our textbooks and whatnot so we were like okay what are we going to do here how are we going to build this so that we went and made a bunch of just tons of our own slides but we took those we built those out of u.s military manuals me and john were both navy i was a machinist mate he was some kind of a elect or a aircraft welder mechanic airframe mechanic anyways in the navy if you want to move up in rank you need to you know you're gonna to have to take a test but you also have to do one of these non-resident training courses it's like a correspondence course whether you're a cook or you're the guy steering the boat or you're a boiler technician whatever you got to take one of these non-resident training courses and you read the chapter and you fill out a bunch of uh, questions at the end of the chapter. And then you take all your questions and send them in. They grade them. And then you get that checked off and you can go take your test. Well, bottom line with these non-resident training courses by the Navy is tons of information in them. And it's all non-copyrighted. It's all government stuff. You can just go berserk and copy these things and cut and paste and all that stuff, right? So we used Steelworker Volume 1, NAVED TRA. 14250, hull maintenance technician, 14119, NAVED TRA. Tools and their uses, NAVED TRA, 14256, blueprint reading and sketching, 14040A. Those are the 
the book that we decided, hey, we're going we're gonna to build a lot of our welding program around these books. We can copy and paste. We can make our own PowerPoints. There's a lot of pictures in there. There's like pictures of tools. There's just a lot of information. And we're going to use that in addition to our textbooks that we had in the class, which gets us back to, okay, so that's how we, we put together all our PowerPoints. We built just this monster set of PowerPoints. And that's where we found it. We found it all in the public place. When we did our, when we did blueprint reading, LibreOffice, we drew a bunch of shapes and we made some pretty primitive and um, simple, you know, block type uh, prints. And then that's how we taught blueprint reading. So we draw something on this um, LibreOffice. It's like Microsoft, it's free. LibreOffice is a free version of like a Microsoft Office type product, but they got a draw program. And it's pretty powerful. I've used it in engineering before. But anyways, you could put together some pretty cheap and dirty drawings. And then I'd make those into slides or I'd make a snip of those. You know, use the Microsoft snipping tool. And then make a snippet of it. Copy that into a PowerPoint. You're good to go. We also use that um, for like weld symbols. We got a couple hundred weld symbols. How we did that was we used Google Draw. If you've got a Google account, you go into Google Draw, type in Google Draw into Google, and it'll come up with Google Draw. It's a drawing program that, uh, you know, it's not like AutoCAD or anything too terrible, but you can do lines and circles and whatnot. Well, if you're doing uh, welding symbols, all you need is lines and triangles and some circles, more or less, and maybe a little wording here and there for your fillet weld symbols. So we did them all on there. We made, uh, you know, arrow side, field weld, you know, fillet weld, arrow side, weld all around, just all these different combinations of welding symbols. And we'd take a picture of them, use the snipping tool, save it as a JPEG file, save it as a picture on our computer. We had a file set up for all these um, welding symbols. So then we had all these. Well, we use those, well, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but we'd use those on um, when we put together tests and stuff. And this is our first year. Well, year number two comes around and the school district built a brand new building. This had been in the works for years. So they built this brand new building and we're in a brand new shop. Well, we get, what was it, 36 computers. We got a brand new shop. I don't know how many square feet, you know, like 50 or 20 some Lincoln um, power waves. We're like decked out and ready to go. Well, we have a gal that works with us. She's our technology director. director. Um, Chris, Christy Sabatini, great um, resource, absolutely wonderful technical director for the A-Leaf ISD. So she gets me and John, the other welding guy, and she's like, you know, you guys should be doing... Um, using Schoology, and that's our online learning system. All, everything we had done up until this point had been paper, pencil and paper. And then she's like, no, move all that stuff over electronically. You can give quizzes. You can do all this stuff. So she shows us how to do it. We drink the Kool-Aid. We're off and running. We're like, all right, we're behind you 100%. School district gave us these, these laptops. We got a laptop card in there. We're like, all right, we're on board. So we start porting all of our stuff from our first year, all our tests and questions. We go into all these Navy training manuals that I was talking about, and we start poaching questions out of them. Because 
if you go into the whole maintenance technician and the steel worker, they're, the, the U.S. Navy's been teaching people how to weld for, I don't know, 80 or 100 years. Well, they've got all these test questions that cover all the stuff you'd ever want to know and then some about welding. Maybe a little, some of it's a little in-depth in for what you'd want to be teaching 10th graders. But there's just a ton of stuff. And you modify some of the questions, add to them, change them. But it gives you a pretty good idea of what the questions should look like. So we start building this war chest of questions. And then we take all our JPEG files for um, welding symbols. We dump them into this learning management system, this Schoology. Um, there's different learning management systems for different school districts. You know, you might have Moodle, you might have Blackboard, you might have Google Classroom, whatever. Ours is Schoology. So we dump all our questions in. We take a bunch of questions from the Navy manuals. We dump them in. We build ourselves a couple hundred. We build ourselves a couple hundred welding symbol questions. Do a bunch of math questions. So then we're off and running. Well, then we the way we teach is we do two days. The way we have our program set up, we do Monday we're in the shop or classroom. Tuesday we're in the shop. Wednesday's a weird day about half the time due to scheduling and teacher um, professional development, whatever. So Wednesday's usually like these short class periods. So Wednesday we usually are in the classroom. So we lecture two days and then we're in the shop three days. Well, then we got to talking to a gal. She's like an educational PhD up in Chicago and she was talking about math. I read an article with her and then I talked to her via email, had an exchange with her and she's like, and this gets back to what our industry partners want. They want people who can read a tape measure, do some fractions, some math, you know, a little bit of thinking. They're on board with that. So we talked to her and she's like, oh, you got to go repetition. The only way to learn fractions or any math is repetition. Old school. You got to get 1950s on it. This new math and how they teach it. Meh. You got to get old schools, her thing. So we're like, well, that ties in with our teaching philosophy, which is we're going to teach it like a language. We're just going to keep hitting things over and over and over and over. Yeah, we don't do like, we're not like a history class where it's like, okay, we're going to talk about the Civil War. All right, we're not coming back. We're Civil War is over. We're on to World War One, or we're on to the, you know, Reconstruction. We're not talking about the Civil War anymore. No, we're going to keep recycling stuff. We're going to keep rehitting things over and over and over. So in doing that, we a lot of our questions and this gets back to our teaching philosophy might not be for somebody else there's probably a welding instructor that's going to listen to this and just think pace you're off your freaking rocker but we have this learning management system the kids can this schoology the kids can access it from their phones or the house so we were like okay every day you're going to do an assignment for us and it might not be a big one but it might just be 10 questions and they can access it from their phone so it might be on safety two safety questions two little math questions two little questions on something else but we just keep hell a lot of it is just pictorial you know what kind of hammer is this is this a sledgehammer is this a you know a chipping hammer is you know a lot of our stuff is just tools a lot of kids don't know anything about tools and recognition of tools so a lot of our stuff is pictorial and once you teach them uh, welding symbols we might have covered welding symbols six months ago, but we'll throw welding symbols in there, you know, two or three of those and two or three pictures of tools 
and maybe something to do with like fires or safety or you know PPE stuff like that but there's always 10 questions and this is our philosophy there's always these 10 questions we figured out that about 10 questions kids anything more than 10 kids are like to hell with it I'm not doing this but they will do eight or ten so we just do repetition and they can do it on their phone they don't have to it's not something that's going to take them you know most of them can pound it out in three minutes okay that's a chipping hammer sledgehammer open end wrench box end wrench no I don't use gasoline to clean the cutting torch you know what I mean safety related questions construction questions yes we put the low hydrogen electrodes in the oven or you know stuff like that so that's the kind of stuff that tied into our teaching philosophy and like I said we teach it like a language because we have so many students that are ESL um, students and just trying to get people up to speed I know when I came from like even being a machinist mate boiler operator went to college and just learning a lot of the vocabulary and welding was just like what what are you people talking about so we taught that and then we also hit math pretty heavy we do a lot of you know fractions tape measure math all that kind of stuff and all of this ties in up our our secondary i guess thought that not everybody that's going to come out of our class is going to be a welder probably you know maybe a third of them are but hey if we get a bunch of guys that are like interested in materials uh science or um, welding and materials joining or maybe just in construction i don't want to be a welder but hey a pipe fitter or a boiler maker an iron worker Hey, I want to go drive heavy equipment. Well, we've, we've kind of introduced them into construction, heavy construction, manufacturing. You know, we, we, we've given them a, a heads up there. And we, we try and put enough stuff on their resume, you know, that they can read blueprints a little bit and they can read a tape measure and they can do construction math that, hey, maybe they'll get a job as a helper or get a job as a, a laborer or just get their foot in the door in heavy construction or manufacturing. So that's how we were teaching up until March. And then the pandemic hits, shuts everything down. So then we shifted over to online. And we weren't doing Zoom meetings because the infrastructure couldn't handle it. So we just had questions. Well, all right, read this article or read these pages out of the, the iron or the steel worker, you know, course, the U.S. Navy steel worker course. They're all online. We'd post that, read this, answer these seven or ten questions. Do these math questions, we'll go from there. Well, the pandemic changed everything. Then we get called back in August, seven, eight weeks ago, and then it's like, okay, where do we go from here? So we kind of had to do some soul searching on, okay, what are we going to do? We can't get, we don't know when we're going to get it in the shop, and we don't know when we get in the shop, how long it's going to take for them to, you know, how many kids are going to come back, what can we do when we get in the shop. So we're going to be teaching online and zoom meeting style for months is what we were thinking and during the pandemic we knew there was going to be no shop time so what do we teach where are we going how are we going to do this zoom meetings and we have this huge war chest of 12 or 1500 questions covering all our welding stuff so then we were like okay we're going to just dive in and cover all this material that can't be taught well it could be taught but we're going to cover as much material that the state of Texas requires us to teach and what our industry partners want and the material that's going to help the kids the most welding wise. So that's when we were like, all right, 
we're we're teaching online we got we're, everybody's going to get an assignment every day that was our directive so we decided okay we're going to hit construction math tape measure math welding symbols blueprint reading tools welding chemistry and when i say welding chemistry i mean um you know talking about carbon steel stainless steel argon hydrogen carbon co2 aluminum you know all these elements and co2 is a compound but you know why we use argon as a shielding gas all this chemistry stuff that is is not really chemistry but it goes back to the periodic table so i call it welding chemistry we decided to cover all this stuff you know get these kids as much vocabulary as we can until we can get them back in the shop and get them some arc time and we talked about the different welding processes you know welding defects we've hit a lot of the soft skills um, our industry partners really wanted us to hit soft skills as far as you know you know do's and don'ts on the job site and you know you can't be you can't be making racially insensitive jokes or you can't be hitting on your um, co-workers or if you have a female co-worker or all this stuff you know that you know we as adults have picked up over the years well we try and relay that information on to our students so that's kind of where we went with our online no welding welding courses is it's just we're going to do as much stuff that is going to be useful tape measure math fractions all of that stuff construction math areas volumes just hit that stuff as hard as possible number one nobody's going to um, get mad if you're teaching too much of that i don't think i guess you'd really have to go overboard to get in trouble um, if you're teaching you know too much math and then also you end up with developing a vocabulary you know it, we try and get that vocabulary into the kids that's one of our big things we, we can't be out there in the shop but hey let's get these guys some vocabulary so when they do get out and if they don't go to a trade school right off the bat one of the trade schools here or a community college they've at least got a resume that says hey man i i can read a tape measure i've got a few nccr modules i've done this this and this and then when they go in to take a a weld test maybe if they're a flat weld test a 1g weld test or they go in to talk to the welding foreman to get a helper job they've at least got some vocabulary so that foreman says oh all right yeah this guy's trainable or no nah, this is just too much of a project i don't have time for this our goal is to get them that vocabulary and a little bit of that knowledge so that then they can go on and tackle those entry-level job positions so that's where we've been going in this whole COVID-19 no, no welding welding courses. And then it gets back to, you know, I got a note here in my show notes, you know, to talk about the resources. And I've covered that before. You know, we use the, the U.S. Navy non-resident training courses, Steelworker Volume 1, Hull Maintenance Tech, Tools and Their Uses, Blueprint Reading. That's where we built a lot of our material from. Like I said, I throw that out before, but that's where we put a, built a lot of our course material and then just keep hitting the kids with it, you know? Repetition, repetition, repetition. Instead of saving it up for one big test at the end or whatever, no, we're just going to keep hitting you with it over and over. And you can take as many chances as you want on it. If you want to take that little quiz six times, go ahead. That's our philosophy because we're trying to teach them that vocabulary. 
You know, I, I tell my Spanish-speaking kids, I, I learned the word nosotros, which in Spanish is us. Nosotros, con nosotros, with us. I told them I had to listen to that word, I don't know, 55 times before it hit my hit my head. I don't expect you to pick up everything. Okay, bevel and bevel angle. I talk about it once and then you've got it. No, it's, this is a process. This starts in welding one and we talk about this stuff in welding two and then we come back to it again in welding three. Just because we talked about it once doesn't mean it's over. It's not like, um, you know, in English class, okay, we discuss Shakespeare, done. We're not talking about Romeo and Juliet anymore. That was last week. We're going on to something new. Or a history course, and I know they have to cover a lot of material, but, you know, okay, we talked about the Boston Tea Party, done. We're not coming back to that. It, we're, we're on to the Civil War or the Revolution or the War of 1812. To me, philosophically teaching welding, I keep coming back to stuff, circling back to stuff. I know we covered this before, but here we're back again. Here's some questions from the last test and the last quiz, you know. Um, yeah, cheat on it. Go look it up. Go use the Internet. So that's where we've been at philosophically on this. And it gets back to, you know, trying to find things that you can teach without striking an arc, things that you're required to teach, things that you're, uh, material that your industry partners or the industry partners in your area are like, hey, it would really be useful if you covered this. And you tell them, oh, yeah, we're required to cover that by the state of Texas, but we can give it a little extra emphasis for you. You know, and those things are math, tape measure math, welding symbols. Also, I used, uh, when I put a lot of this stuff together, like I said before, there's some useful stuff like um, Google Drawings, uh, LibreOffice Draw. That's a drawing program. It's free. Um, you can find it on the Internet. You can even install it on a flash drive and run it off a flash drive. It takes a little bit to do that. Not a lot, but, you know, there's a website, Portable Apps. that has got some goodies on there if you want to go down that road. Um, and then the NCCR books, they're, they're not free and there's some there's a process so that you can become a an accredited nccr training facility or whatever some places pursue that the, the school district i work for they pursued that so i ended up getting some certifications for instructional welding in the core curriculum and boiler making from when i was in the military they gave me those so you know this is just i, I just wanted to get this out there i hadn't put out any um, material in a while and this seemed somewhat relevant. Every now and then you get asked a question about, you know, how are you teaching welding without actually welding? And, well, this is, this is how we've been doing it. This is my philosophy on it. And this is how me and my coworker put together the welding program for our employer here in Houston. So something to keep in mind. I don't know if this is useful to anybody or not. But if it is useful, give me a, shoot me an email, gpacex at gmail.com or on my website you can find me texasweldingengineering.com shoot me an email I'll, I'll forward you the information on where I put together a lot of these questions and whatnot but that's kind of my strategy on you know generally teaching welding teaching welding in a pandemic and then just teaching the language of welding I don't know if it's right or not but it's We've had some success with some students going out there into the world. Um, a few of our graduates have done pretty, you know, they're not setting the world on fire, but they've been doing done pretty well considering the 
you know, we've only been at this. This will be our fourth year. So, anyways, thanks for listening. This is Gary Pace. I'll cut this off. Had enough of a good rant today on um, teaching welding in a non-welding environment and a Zoom environment in the COVID, you know, lockdown. So, everybody take care. Stay safe, and thanks for listening. GP out. All right, that wraps up episode 23 of the Welding Codex. Tells you kind of my theory on teaching maybe and then how I put together things. To me, I like, you know, the off-the-shelf textbooks, but then also I'm a big proponent of rating the, the public space, the Navy, the Army, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. A lot of that stuff out there is uncopyrighted and free, so that's kind of my philosophy. I like a lot of that material. And if you know which hidey holes to look in or what you're looking for, it can be pretty easy to find. Okay, the out-the-door advertisement. If you're on a budget and looking for an online CWI training course, check out train-end.com. The Part A online course is $149, and Part B is $129. Once again, thanks for joining me for the Welding Codex. Um, tune in. I'll try and get another episode out, see if we can get Pete back or Joel back, or maybe I'll just fly solo and hit a, hit another topic that's relevant to the welding universe. If you got any ideas for material or something you want covered, gpacex at gmail.com. Also check out my YouTube channel. Just Google Gary Pace and YouTube and check it out. Take care. Thanks for listening. GP out.